right, grab your Bible this morning. We are going to continue our series. We're answering a question this year called, What Do I Believe? And we're in a mini-series called, God Is. And this morning, we're going to talk about how God is omnipotent, that he is all-powerful. A counselor once broke down the average person's worry as follows. Any, any warriors in the room? Any, uh, yeah, grandparents of warriors, grandkids of warriors, right? We all seem to deal with worry and anxiety. It seems to be a heightened thing in our culture. But a counselor once broke down the average person's worry as follows. See if this relates to you as well. 40% of the time we worry about things that will never happen. <laughs> 30% of the time we worry about things from the past that can't be changed. 12% of the time we worry about criticism by others that's mostly untrue. 10% of the time we worry about health, which only gets worse with stress that is caused by worry. And 8% of the time we worry about real problems that must be faced. Have you ever been so worried that you made yourself sick? Like literally you changed your physical body and it got sick because you had so much worry, so much anxiety, maybe so much depression that it literally affected your physical body. This happens. The Mayo Clinic says that one of the biggest contributors to stress is worry and anxiety. And that stress causes all kinds of things to our physical bodies, headaches, insomnia, overeating or undereating, outbursts of anger, high blood pressure, heart disease, obesity, diabetes, sadness or depression, fatigue, and other serious issues, all caused by stress, by worry, by anxiety. So it's a big deal. See, our mental health is huge because it leads to our physical health as well. And worry that causes stress is a real part of our lives. Listen to some quotes that I found about worry. When we let worry in the front door, trust and faith go out the back door. Worry is wasting today's time to clutter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's troubles. <coughs> worry often gives a small thing a big shadow. Mary Crowley said, Every evening I turn worries over to God. He's going to be up all night anyway. <laughs> Why worry when you can trust? Worry's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but doesn't get you anywhere. There are several things that help us deal with stress from worry. Regular exercise, a massage. Sounds good, doesn't it? Sense of humor, spending time with family and friends. Setting aside time for hobbies such as reading a book or listening to music or watching the Eagles win a basketball game this afternoon. But I want to make a, a big suggestion this morning about something that also helps us with stress and anxiety and worry and actually a whole host of things in our life. I want to suggest that there's another way for us to deal with these things, and that is to understand a basic truth about God. I believe that if we understand this basic truth about who God is 
and what, what he wants to do in our lives, that it can change everything. It'll change our heart. It'll change our emotions. It'll change the way we think about the world and our own self. And it will completely change our mental health. This powerful truth about God is that God is omnipotent. That God is all-powerful. And that this omnipotent God is a part of your life. That the all-powerful, all-knowing God of the universe is in you. I think when we understand that, and understand that concept and actually live it out because we are in relationship with God and allow our relationship with him to get better and better, a lot of these things just begin to kind of fall off our lives because we understand God in his fullness and in his fullness, we allow him to change us from the inside out. And so I want to talk about that this morning and several things and dive into that a little bit deeper. So let's pray. And then we'll talk about how God is omnipotent. Jesus, we thank you so much this morning for what you want to do in our lives. And Holy Spirit, I ask you right now, just in a sovereign way, to come into this moment, just like you were in worship, just like you were in our encouragement for a couple minutes. Would you come into this moment as we study your word and as we look at this very important truth that once understood and lived out by each of us changes our lives completely. So, Lord, would you help us understand it and live it out and put it into practice and to make our relationship with you great. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I kind of have a main point for things this morning that I believe the Lord wants to say to each of us and help us to understand. And so this is my main point. If you're writing things down and you want to write something down, this is my main point this morning. And it is that God would say this to each of us. I got this. I, I got this. See, when we understand that God is omnipotent and he is all powerful, then we begin to change the way we think and the way we're, we respond to life. Because it, life doesn't become as worrisome as it was before because you understand that God says to you every single day, I, I got it. I got this. I got whatever you're worrying about. I've got whatever you're stressed about. I got whatever you need in, the, in life right now today. I, I got this. Now, if you've been reading the Gospels with us as a church, you probably remember a story from a couple weeks ago in Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus starts this long message. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. And he talks about several things, and he's talking about lots of things to clarify things from the Old Testament. But he gets to the end of chapter 6, and he talks about this idea of God being all-powerful. And he talks about this idea of just letting God have our stuff. Just say, hey, God, you, you got this. See, the opposite of worrying is understanding that God is all-powerful. At least that's what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. See, Jesus said, understand that you are a child of the all-powerful God who loves you and will take care of you. See, in Jesus' day, things wor people worried about things that we really don't probably think about or worry about today. Their two biggest worries were food and clothing. And I was thinking about that. Those are probably two worries that we don't even worry about. We worry about other things because we live in a culture that is affluent. 
And as we live in a culture that is affluent, the basic necessities of life seem to be things that we don't worry about, like food and clothing, because we just go to the store and get it, and we just go to the mall and pick that up. Or we probably don't go to the mall anymore. Nobody goes to the mall anymore, right? So we just order it online. But Jesus said, I I want you to understand two things. I want you to understand that you don't have to worry about food or clothes, because God will take care of you. See, I think we seem to worry about so much more than food or clothes today, but I believe that Jesus' message is the same, and it's this. Whatever you're worried about, put your trust in the omnipotent God who loves you, because he says, I got this. You're my child. You're my kid. I got this. Isn't there something so awesome about kids that are just like that? Like they just look at you as mom and dad like, you got this, right? And in that moment, you, you and I probably start to what? Stress. <laughs> yep, worry. Yeah. But it's interesting how that they just look at us like they're not stressed. They're not worried. They're just, here's, here's my papa. Here's my daddy. Here's my mommy. And we need to get that way with God. See, I think... What we believe about God can change the way we deal with all of our life and everything that's coming into it and flowing out of it. When we change big things in our life and we change the way we think about God, it helps us apply it to everything in our life. See, when we believe that God is omnipotent, it will change our mental health. It'll change our physical health. Because you begin to say different things to yourself and you begin to live a different way. And that different way and the different thing that you say to yourself is, oh, God's got this. I'm okay. God's got it. Oh, I'm I'm not worried about that right now. God's got that. I gave it to him yesterday. I'm not picking it up today. There's a mental change. There's a physical change that happens. See, if stress can cause all of those challenging things to be a part of our life, then not stressing can cause those things to not be a part of our life. Can completely change our life as a result of having the proper understanding of God, who he is, who he is in our life, and the relationship that we have with him can radically change our perspective, which results in less worry and let's stress. Now, God can say, I got this because he's omnipotent, because he's all powerful, because everything is his. In Mark chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Jesus was talking to the disciples about salvation and giving our hearts to God. And Jesus said to the disciples, hey, you need to understand something that you're not comprehending fully right now. And that is that nothing is impossible with God. You need to change your frame of thinking. You need to change your mind and understand that if you're going to believe in this God that we're talking about here and that I'm talking about my heavenly father, you need to understand that nothing is impossible with him absolutely nothing. And all things are possible with God because God is power. Now, this is an important concept that I think I want us to understand this morning. God is not just someone who has power. God is power. See, everything that we know that is powerful or that we declare that is powerful, we know of 
because God gave it to us. Because he created it and it's a part of our world and it's a part of what we see and it's what we uh, comprehend with our mind and our will and our emotions and our heart and what we see with our eyes. All of those things look powerful, but what we really understand is that God is power. When we declare that God is power, that's a very weighty statement because we see so many powerful things in our world, like elephants and crocodiles and great white sharks and killer whales, even though they're actually dolphins. Did you know that? Some of you didn't know that. I just saw that on your face. Killer whales are actually dolphins. If you don't believe me, look it up. Atomic energy, DNA, blood, the sun, UI Scooty. What? Yeah, UI Scooty is powerful, right? UI Scooty is the largest star that we have seen. It's 1,700 times bigger than the sun. You could fit five billion of our sons inside of it. Now, if God created UY Scooty, then I have a question. What's more powerful, the stars or the one who created them? Who's more powerful, the elephant or the one who created it? We believe God created everything in his immense power. And creation reveals the awesome power of God. That's why believing that God is our creator is very important to our faith. It's very important to our mental health. It's very important to everything in our life. The Bible talks a lot about creation and especially the stars. In Genesis 1.16, it says, God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. In Psalm 147.4, it says, he determined the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Now, just right off the bat, how many of you are really good with names? Like you can remember somebody's name the first time you see it. Um, I'm so envious. I'm so jealous right now. I'm breaking one of the commandments right now. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. I cannot remember somebody's name. I mean, they could say it 30 seconds ago and I just can't remember it. It's one of the things that I often talk to God about. Like, Lord, help me get better at this. But there's some, just something in my mind that I just have a, a challenging time with. Can you believe, I mean, just, just the amount of power it takes to know every star's name. And there's billions of them. There's billions of galaxies with billions of stars and billions of galaxies. So just to know them by name shows you the intricate power of God, but also the specificness of who he is. Deuteronomy 4.19 says, when you look up into the sky and see the sun, moon, and stars, all the forces of heaven, don't be seduced into worshiping them. The Lord your God gave them to all the peoples of the earth. In other words, don't think that they're powerful. Recognize that God is powerful. In Romans 1.20, Paul said, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. See, creation reveals the awesome power of God. And in our relationship with God, we have everything we need. 
Is there any wonder why the enemy of mankind wants us to believe alternative ideas about how life began and how the world and all the universes were started? See, if Satan can get people to believe evolution, then they won't believe in his invisible qualities and eternal power or God's divine nature and want relationship with him. Instead of living in the peace of God, we will live in the confusion of evolution. Anybody think we're in confusion right now? When John the Baptist was preparing the way for Jesus to minister, he said something important about Jesus. John the Baptist said this about Christ. After he comes, the one more powerful than I, after me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. Now John's making an interesting statement here. He's making a statement about the comparison between humanity and God. And John says this, there were people in the culture that were at the lowest strata in culture. They were slaves and servants. And they were literally nobodies. They were property. And John says that um, I'm not even worthy of becoming that low to untie Jesus' shoe. That he's so much more powerful than me. He's so much more powerful than humanity that we're not even worthy to do the lowliest things for him because he is so powerful. He's trying to make a comparison between us and God. But as I thought about that verse, I thought about how powerful God is. And sometimes we think about his power in creation, but can I ask you to think about his power in another way as well? Because while John says we as humanity are not even worthy to untie God's shoes, can I remind you, that that's exactly what God did for us. See, because God wanted a relationship with mankind, he stooped down and washed our feet. Remember what Jesus did right before he went to the cross? The last thing he did was untie the disciples' shoes and wash their feet. One of the most powerful things we will always have as humanity is the cross of Christ. The death of God Almighty. That he would stoop down for us is extremely powerful and extremely important in our lives. See, God reveals another very powerful side of God on the cross. His grace, his forgiveness, his acceptance and love is just as powerful as creation. In light of that, Paul said in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Bless you. See, the gospel is Jesus Christ's death and resurrection, which allows something revolutionary to take place in us. It's the understanding that God is powerful, but also something that will change each of us when we grasp the height and depth of it is not only that God is powerful, but that God's power is in you. God's power is in you. 
When we believe in Jesus Christ and we get saved, the power of God that brings salvation comes to live in you. Now, we've talked about this several times recently. We've been referencing a little bit since the beginning of January. You remember when Jesus died, the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom, and God's presence was available to all mankind so that God's power could be in you. That's why Jesus died. After the resurrection and before Jesus went back to heaven, he told his disciples something extremely important. He said, I want you to go back to Jerusalem, and I want you to wait for the gift the Father would give you, the Holy Spirit. So the disciples did. They went back to Jerusalem. They just started hanging out and praying. About 10 days later, the Holy Spirit fell on them and the Holy Spirit filled them. See, what Jesus said is, I'm I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. The Father's going to give you the Holy Spirit because you need the Holy Spirit because he is the power of God living inside of you. This is why it's so important for you and I to be living in the Spirit, not in our selfishness. Because when we live in the Spirit, we're living in the power of God. The Holy Spirit is God's power at work in you and me. Now let me expound on this with several verses in the book of Ephesians. In the book of Ephesians, there are five verses that talk about the power of God in a very significant and unique way. And I want to look at each one because I believe that they give us a good understanding of the power of God in us. In Ephesians chapter 1 verses 18 to 20, Paul said this, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Now we're answering one question all year. What do I believe? The incomparable great power of God is available to you when you believe, Paul says. When you believe in Jesus, something happens in you. In 1 Corinthians, he said you become a new creation. Jesus said you become born again. Paul says here that the incomparable great power of God comes to live inside of you. See, what you believe will change your life. If you believe in Jesus, then you have the incomparable great power of God on your side. Now, I love that word that Paul uses to talk about God's power. It's the word incomparable. What a great word to describe God's power. Because what could we possibly compare the power of God to? The power that created billions of galaxies and everything in them, there's no comparison. There's there's no other God that would leave his throne and die for humanity. See, we talk about comparing. Comparing is to examine two or more objects or ideas or people. We compare them in order to note similarities or maybe to denote major differences. So we make comparisons all the time. And we make comparisons to help us with something, to grasp something in our mind. So if if you didn't know what an elk was, and I said, well, do you know what a horse is? 
Oh, yeah, I know what a horse is. Okay, so imagine a horse with horns. You got an elk. There you go. Okay, oh, that makes sense. I, I got it. That's an elk. But if you say to somebody, let's, let's talk about who God is, right? Well, he's kind of like, like, uh, well, I never thought of it before, but I don't have anything to compare him to. He's incomparable. Like, I, I, I don't have anything to reference you to here because I don't know anyone else that created all of the galaxies and everything in them and left his throne and died on a cross for you and me. So I guess we'll just have to take him at his word and we'll just have to describe who he is and you'll need to experience relationship with him. And when his spirit comes to live inside of you and you begin to move in his power every day, you will understand the incomparable great power of God that lives in you. See, the incomparable power of God is for you if you believe in Jesus as your savior. God says, I got this because this incomparable great power is working in you. The second thing is in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. I'll read the verse, but then I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in a minute. Paul said this, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. I'll talk about it in a minute. Ephesians 3, 16 to 17 is the third verse. It says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Now look at this phrase closely with me. I want to break it down into the three sections because this phrase is extraordinary. Paul said this, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. The first, God gives power, or God's power gives us strength. He said, he may strengthen you with power. So God's power gives us strength. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter said this, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. See, God's strength is all we need in this life. We receive everything that we need for a godly life. It's all available to us because God's power is in us. Now, how is God's power in us specifically? That's the second part. Through his spirit. Through his spirit. See, God's power is manifest or apportioned through the person of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. What will we receive when the Holy Spirit is on us? Power. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We should probably stop right here and I should preach a 10-week series about the importance of the Holy Spirit, right? Like that's probably what should happen right now. But let me just ask this. Are you surrendering everything in your life to the Holy Spirit all throughout the day? 
Like that's really what a 10-week series would get summed up in. Are you surrendering everything throughout your day to the Holy Spirit, to his power, to him moving in your life? See, when we live surrendered to the Holy Spirit, we live in the power of God. And then the third thing he said is the Holy Spirit's power reaches to your inner being. Now the power of God reaches to the deepest part of our heart, of our mind, of our soul to strengthen us. But in particular, Paul said, to help Christ dwell in our hearts through faith. That's the point. That's the point. That's why God in his power has given the Holy Spirit to us so that we might have the strength of Jesus working in our life all the time. Now the fourth verse, or the fifth one, I guess, is Ephesians chapter three, verse 20. In Ephesians chapter three, verse 20, Paul said, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work, within us. Now Paul says, there's something at work within you. It's the power of God. But what's so cool is what the power of God does. So let me ask you a question. What would you like God to do for you? I just think about that for a minute, okay? I want you to think about just for a second. What would you like God to do for you? Just put that in your mind right now, okay? What would you like God to do for you? And let me tell you something about what that, whatever thought you have in your head right now. Whatever thought you have in your head is way too low for what you want God to do for you. It doesn't even come close to what God wants to do for you. Because there's something about our humanity that we can't even think rightly about how much God wants to do for us. Because what did Paul say in this verse? That God wants to do immeasurably more. <laughs> so whatever you just thought of, that's not what God wants to do for you. <laughs> he wants to do more. And not just more, immeasurably more. <laughs> that's what God wants to do for you. He wants to do so much in fact, it's so much that what you and I even think about, even imagine, even dream about, doesn't even come close to what God wants to do for us in his power. So my question is, will you let him? <laughs> will you let him? God's power is at work in you. So let him work. Let him heal. Let him encourage. Let him love you. Let him free you from worry. Start thinking differently so that the power of God can immeasurably work in you. And let it start with something just really simple. Just start thinking this about God. I, I got this. Just imagine God saying to you, I, I got this. And I've got you. The last verse is Ephesians 6, 
verse 10. Or Paul says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, this verse is the introduction, if you know it well. It's the introduction to the armor of God, to putting on the armor of God and taking a stand against the devil's schemes in our life because the authorities and the evil forces of evil in this world are real. And they're really against you and me, and they're really against humanity because God loves us. And so God... So Paul says in verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It's an encouragement to just stand strong in the power that God has given you. It's an introduction to the armor of God that gives you and I strength and protection, weapons in our tool belt, and power against the evil forces of darkness. See, God has put his power in us so that we can take a stand and watch him fight our battles that wage against our soul and not be worried and freaked out that we have to do them. Just let him do them. Because even in the middle of a spiritual battle, God says, what? I got this. Just stand there and watch. I got this one too. See, God's power is in you. Let it work in you. But the last point I want to make about God's omnipotent power, I'll make short, but don't mistake the importance of the fact that God's power is also working through you. Okay, God is power. God's power is in you as a believer in Jesus Christ, but guess what? That power is not meant to stay in you. It's meant to come out of you. You're meant to be a conduit. For God's power. You're, you're like an electrical cord. The power of God is working through you. We plug it into God. We plug into his power. He works through us. And hopefully something gets lit up on the other end. In the name of Jesus. Amen? God's power needs to work through you as well. Some things need to get worked out of you. Some things need to get worked through you. And part of that is our service to God as well. See, when you forgive someone that hurts you, God's power is working through you. When you choose to love instead of hate, God's power is working through you. When you choose to trust the Lord instead of yourself, when you obey God's word instead of the culture, God's power is working through you. When you let the Holy Spirit make you into a new creation in Christ Jesus, God's power is working through you. When you begin to find that your life is completely changing because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and talking to you and changing you and God's word is empowering you and it's changing you and and you begin to see a different life when you look in the mirror, you see different fruit in your life than you did before. Now there's love and There's joy and there's peace and there's patience and self-control and goodness and kindness. And you're kind of wondering where that's coming from because it's not who you were before. Anybody ever wonder that when you looked in the mirror and just thought, thank you, Jesus. You're making me into somebody that I really like now. (laughs) That's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit's power working through you. You have a spiritual gift. 
You have a spiritual gift that's meant to be worked through you. Whatever that spiritual gift is, it's meant to come out of you. Whether that's wisdom or knowledge or prophecy or tongues or interpretation, whatever that is, it's meant to come through you. The Holy Spirit's power working in you and through you. When we trust in God's power for our life instead of worrying, God is working through us. When you choose to be a mentor, God's power is working through you. When you believe in discipling the next generation by serving in faith kids or AMP, God's power is working through you. When you serve at Cheney Food Bank and you minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to others by the simple gift of giving them food, God's power is working through you. When you give to a missionary or you become one yourself, God's power is working through you. When you say yes to Jesus' call in your life or you choose to lead in the church or outside the church in Jesus' name, or when you talk to someone about Jesus and the relationship that he died for for them, God's power is working through you. When you live on mission for Jesus, God's power is working through you. Paul said it like this in Ephesians 3, verse 7. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. I'd love for, to encourage you this morning to have this same idea in your heart and in your mind like Paul did. That first, I'm a servant of the gospel. When I wake up in the morning and I say hi to my wife and I give her a kiss and I love on my kids and I go to work and I do whatever is gonna be in my day, I don't go throughout my day with selfishness in mind. I go throughout my day because I'm a servant of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my job is to spread God's grace all over the place. <laughs> to spread the name and the power and the gospel of Jesus Christ to those around me because I'm working through the power of God. He's in me. He is power, but he's working through me all the time because there are people all around you and me that need to get touched with the presence and the power of God. See, God's power is working through us so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can impact the lives of those around us. God is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. And our lives will never be the same when we grasp that God is power, that God's power is in you, and lastly, that God's power is working through you. Would you stand? Would you pray with me?
I'd like, to, I'd like to ask something because it's so important to ask this question. It's the most important question you'll ever get asked. We talked about God's power being in us, but the only way it's in us is because we said yes to Jesus, because we believed. So I never like to just assume that everyone in the room has said yes to Jesus or everyone watching online has said yes to Jesus. So if you'd like to start that this morning, it's really simple to believe in Jesus. If you're in the room, I just wanna ask you, if you wanna believe in Jesus, you can raise your hand. If you're online, you can do the same. God will see it. It's not about us seeing it, it's about him seeing it. Just say, God, you see my hand. I'm raising it to you. It's my way of saying I surrender to you. It's my way of saying I believe in you and I want you to come live in me and through me. If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand and say, I want to believe in Jesus. And that leaves the rest of us that are just walking with Jesus. This idea of God's omnipotence is interesting because I think we can flow in and out of it at times. And probably we, we understand how much we really believe it and how much we're living in it based on our worry meter. <laughs> how much am I worrying about stuff right now? And so I just want to ask if, if maybe you're just like, I'm, I'm not living in the fullness of understanding and believing how powerful God is and how powerful he wants to be in me. I, I spend most of my time worrying and anxious not at peace like God wants me to be. If that's where you're at and you would just like to say to the Lord this morning, I I want to believe that your power is in me and for me, providing for me and caring for me. And I want to understand that more every single day. You just raise your hand to the Lord and just say, Lord, that's where I'm at. I need to stop worrying. I need to stop being anxious. I need to stop trying to pick everything up myself. And I just give it to you right now this morning. I just say, Lord, you got this. Thanks for those hands raised all over. Let me just pray for you. Jesus, you want us to understand that you've got this, whatever it is. These hands raised around the room and online. Just know that God says, he's got you. Whatever's going on, he's got it. Just surrender it to him right now. Just in the quietness of your mind and your spirit, would you just surrender it to the Lord right now? Just leave it here. Leave it in his presence. Jesus, thank you that you heal and you courage. You accept and you love. Lord, I also want to pray that you would help each of us to begin to discover how to just walk in the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit use us all throughout the day. That we don't wake up for ourselves, we wake up for you because we're servants of the gospel. We're servants of Jesus. Help us to understand how that works for us, each of us individually. The spiritual gift that you've called us to the way that we're supposed to share Jesus with our words and our actions. 
and how we can learn to be people that live in the Spirit and people see the fruit of the Spirit in our lives and they love what they see because we're living for Jesus. Lord, would you help that, your power to be at work in us and through us so that people see Jesus in us. We thank you and praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. We all said amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to invite uh, our prayer partners to come up this morning. If there's something that you need to pray about because you just need the power of God to work in you, to do something in you this morning, and uh, there's something big going on, I'm just going to encourage you to come up and pray with these people and, um, and not leave until you've really heard the Lord say, hey, I'm, I'm, I got this and I'm doing something in you. All right. Thanks for coming to church this morning. Always remember, Jesus loves you very much. So to Kate and I, have a great week.